Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Grammar Girl here. Today, I'll explain the difference between dashes, commas, and parentheses. Steve Robbins, the host of the Get It Done Guy podcast, has been writing a book, and his birthday is today. He told me that his birthday wish would be for me to do a show to help him understand the difference between dashes, commas, and parentheses, because it keeps coming up in his writing. Well, Steve, it's an odd thing to want for your birthday, but here it is. In general, you can think of parentheses, commas, and dashes as a continuum of marks. Parentheses are the quiet whisper of an aside. Commas are the conversational voice of a friend walking by your desk. And dashes are the yowl of a pirate dashing into a fray. Arg. But let's start with those quiet parentheses. You can use them to surround something that seems a bit out of place in a sentence an aside, a clarification, or a commentary. Sometimes, when you go back to edit your first draft, you'll find that you can rework your sentence to include the parenthetical statement, or simply delete the things in parentheses, unless there's something like irreverent quips that are an intentional part of your tone. Here's an example of one way to use parentheses to add additional information. The 30th anniversary of the eruption of Mount St. Helens, open parentheses, May 18, 1980, close parentheses, brought back vivid memories of ash and darkness. The date May 18, 1980 is in parentheses in that sentence. It's something you want to tell the reader, but it isn't a necessary part of the sentence. If you leave it out, the reader still gets the whole point you want to make about revived memories because of the anniversary. The date isn't enough of a dramatic statement to merit dashes. And if you want to leave it in, another good reason to use parentheses is that the date already contains a comma between the day and the year. So to surround it with commas would make the sentence difficult to read. Let's see. No excitement. Already has an internal comma. That leaves parentheses as the obvious choice. Here's one that's a little different. I'm heading out. Open parentheses. Movie night. Close parentheses. But I'll call you in the morning. Movie night is in parentheses in that sentence, and it's more of an aside or comment than a clarification. Movie night is so far removed from the flow of the sentence that you wouldn't want to use commas around it. You could use dashes. It doesn't seem like enough of an interruption or dramatic statement to me to merit dashes, but it's a judgment call. You could write the sentence a different way, of course. I'm heading out for movie night, but I'll call you in the morning. But that doesn't have the same friendly, happy feel. Parentheses seem right here. 
The examples I've given both have sentence fragments enclosed in parentheses, but you can also enclose whole clauses. At the other end of the spectrum, we have dashes. If you want to hang a spotlight on your words, decorate them with dashes. You can use dashes the same way we just talked about using parentheses to enclose fragments or whole sentences, but you'd better be sure your words are worthy of dashes. Dashes interrupt your sentence in a way that parentheses or commas don't. Here's an example. They fled through the woods, and then George, dash, dear, sweet George, the accountant, dash, jumped out from behind a tree and stabbed them. It's appropriate to interrupt that sentence with dashes to remind the reader that the attacker has unexpected qualities, that he's dear, sweet George, the accountant. But this is English, right? So there's an exception to the dashes or dramatic rule. You can use dashes in a mundane sentence when the part you need to set off already has commas, like the date we enclosed in parentheses earlier. In that sentence, you could also write, the 30th anniversary of the eruption of Mount St. Helens, dash, May 18th, 1980, dash, brought back vivid memories of ash and darkness. Just remember that when you use dashes instead of parentheses, you're highlighting the date instead of simply noting it or providing it as background information. Another difference between parentheses and dashes is that you always have to use two parentheses. They always enclose something. But it's fine to use one dash alone to introduce an important or exciting statement or a statement that already has commas in it. You could write, There was only one thing missing from the pirate ship. Dash. Pirates. That dash is appropriate because the announcement that the pirates are missing is probably important or dramatic. In a sentence like that, where something is defined or expanded, you're choosing between the dash and a colon. You could just as properly write, There was only one thing missing from the pirate ship. Colon. Pirates. That sentence just doesn't have the same wild feeling as the sentence with the dash. A colon is a more stoic, buttoned-up punctuation mark than a dash. And as before, you can also use one dash to introduce a longer, pedestrian statement if that statement already contains commas. So let's finish with commas. They're kind of dull, really, which means you should always consider using them, because punctuation usually shouldn't draw attention to itself. There are probably a hundred different rules that govern how to use commas, so I'm going to limit this discussion to commas that could be used like parentheses or dashes. Commas don't interrupt your sentence, so you use them when the words you're enclosing are a natural part of your sentence and not some comment from left field or a flamboyant statement. Commas are generally used for positives, for example, which are defining or clarifying statements after a noun. Here's an example of an appositive set off with commas. My youngest sister, comma, Megan, comma, will be visiting soon. Megan is enclosed in commas, and Megan just tells you who my youngest sister is. You could set her name off with dashes, as we did in the earlier sentence about George the accountant, or with parentheses like we did with a date earlier but there's no reason to in a sentence like this one. Commas are also used to set off non-restrictive elements, such as which clauses. Diamonds, comma, which are expensive, comma, aren't something I buy very often. Like a parenthetical, the which clause could be left out of the sentence without changing the meaning. I actually did a whole episode just about which versus that and commas, so you can search the website and listen to that if you'd like to learn more. There's also a link to it in the transcript for this show. So, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, you could make a legitimate argument 
for using at least two different punctuation marks in nearly every example sentence I've given you. But these are some general rules that may be helpful. 1. Use parentheses when you want to enclose something that's incidental to the sentence, something that's background or almost unnecessary. 2. Use dashes when you want to enclose or set off something that deserves a lot of attention, is meant to interrupt your sentence, or already has commas or parentheses in it. And three, use commas to enclose things that belong firmly in the flow of your sentence. I know it can be frustrating that there aren't hard and fast rules about when to use commas, parentheses, or dashes, but learning to use your judgment is part of finding your voice and becoming a better writer. In this case, the rules are more like the Pirate's Code in Pirates of the Caribbean. They're more what you'd call guidelines than actual rules. And I bet Jack Sparrow never used a comma. He seems like a dash man to me. And I'm Mignon Fogarty, author of the Grammar Devotional, which does make a fantastic graduation gift. That's all. Thanks for listening, and happy birthday, Stever. Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's brand new day disinfecting wipes conveniently tackle surfaces, including remotes, tablets, and smartphones, killing 99.9% of viruses and bacteria with a fragrance that feels like a tropical getaway for your senses. (sighs) Don't just clean, Lysol clean. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu accreditation.